Take uh, 14, Charlie. Um, hello and welcome to Gavin and Tro. Go to a, a go to a uh, a show. Welcome, welcome. Gavin and Tro, go to a show. Gavin the, and Tro, visit a GameStop. Visit a <laughs> Gavin and Tro, go to a GameStop. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. What? Yeah. What's up? Hey, everyone. Um, yeah, hey everybody. Uh, I'm excited to be doing this. Excited to be making the first bonus episode. Like the first Gavin Lehman. Exactly. Um, we're here uh, on the Gavin and Ruby Go to a Movie podcast channel. But we're talking to you not about a movie. We're talking to you about a game that's yeah. a movie, basically. Oh, it's three movies. It's three <laughs> movies. Uh, yeah. Gavin and I are both a bit, uh, bit of a geek, a bit of a gamer, both of us, <laughs> yeah. um, so this is exciting to be able to do. Yeah, and we will have another episode uh, where we review Full Metal Jacket and Lahine. Um, which are great, by the way. Which I'm are both fan- I'm phenomenal. Yeah, I'm excited to record that tomorrow evening. All right. Um, yeah, just making that announcement now. Uh, but <clears throat> we, we originally had scheduled to do those two movies and this game, which is called, if you can read the title, it's called Immortality. Um, but Ruby did not have enough storage on her phone to play it, and she doesn't have a <laughs> PC because she's not... She's not, not a real gamer. She's not she's a not real a gamer. gamer. She's a fake gamer. Um, um, yeah, Gamergate. Do you want us to do... Uh, I'm going to introduce the game real quick. So, Immortality is... A game by a developer called Sam Barlow, who is yeah. known for doing full motion video games. If you don't know what that means, it means that it's real, actual recordings of people, and there are lots of ways to try and interact with it. They were big in the 90s, and they've made a short comeback kind of recently. But all you're really doing in this game is moving through a bunch of clips of this actress named Marissa Marcel. She made three movies. None of them were released, and the big question is, what happened to Marissa Marcel? Yeah, it's plastered all over the um, advertising. Everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. So that's pretty much the, the gist of the game, and it goes, it, it goes pretty insane from there, but we're going to start with no spoilers. Yeah. So Tro, Tro clued me into this game, because I'd previously played uh, his other game, Her Story, which I, I love. Mean- and then there's one more called Telling Lies, which I don't think either of us have played. I haven't played Telling Lies. Yeah, okay. It looks it looks a little more uninteresting than the other yeah. ones, but whatever. Um, he clued me into this game. He was like, you, this is like your thing. And I was like, hey, let's do this on the podcast. This was like two months ago, and we're now we're just getting to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm really glad I played this game or watch this it's basically an interactive movie you're, you're better with explaining game explain the game mechanics of the game so this is it's a series of clips right from it from all stages of production of these three movies there are some that are just table reads of all the movies there are some that are like like scouting for places and rehearsals and super raw shots and there are some that are fully done up with full lighting and everything and cgi and like fully done scenes so it's all these stages you get this big overviewing picture of all these movies but the main way that you navigate between them and discover new ones is you can stop the recordings at any moment 
and you hit a button and you go into, I don't know exactly what it's called, but this mode where you can click on anything on the screen and it'll take you to that same object in another place. So you can click on an apple, it can bring you to any apple or any fruit in any scene in any movie. So you can't choose where you go. It's a lot about just kind of discovering and discovering based on what you discover. It's just kind of moving around. It's a very non-linear experience. Um, I know personally, Gavin and I experienced this game in very, very, very different ways. Which is in different orders. Which is awesome, I think. Yeah. yeah, it's it's something that's entirely exclusive to video games. I think that's why it's such an important medium um, for storytelling because it's a truly like exper experiential way to of, oh for sure story. Yeah, and you you um, slowly figure out that there's more to the game. It's all controlled so you feel like you're on one of those old film machines where you have to actually like change the reels and roll it physically yeah so it's all supposed to be a very tactical experience and with a controller a controller changes the experience entirely oh, that's it's almost so true. necessary um gavin you want to get into a little bit of non-spoiler reviews of it yeah okay well i i this is like completely my thing basically the movies are um the three movies that she stars in is one it's like a 1960s Ingmar Bergman, or actually Black Narcissus X-esque um, story called Ambrosio, which is actually based off of a real book, The Monk. Did oh, you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, there's like movies. Wait, is, that, is that what some of the French was from? Because there's some French in Ambrosio that I didn't understand. I had to translate some German in another part. You know what? Forget it. Yeah, yeah we'll talk about it. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about, too. The screaming? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whoa. See? Un unexpected directions this game goes in, but yeah, 19 <laughs> 1960s religious uh, drama that's a little spooky, which is like, I love stuff like that. I love Black Narcissus. Um, and Last Temptation of Christ, which is a little, it's a different example, but whatever. Um, there's the 1970s uh, murder mystery kind of uh, sleazy detective drama Minsky, which is about an artist who was um, killed uh, and a detective who's trying to find the killer. And basically. that one is very wrapped up in like the art culture in the 70s. Yeah, which like, is amazing. I think they're in LA maybe. I'm not yeah, for sure. sure where they are. Yeah, so it's just a, a lot about like art and that kind of whole scene. It's very 70s like getting into um like the 80s cocaine era of, right. of rich people it's yeah right before that it's a cool setting <laughs> yeah and then we've got the third game two of everything or the third movie uh that's not a spoiler by the way Th these are not actually games um just being that clear i don't know why um yeah the third game third movie <laughs> crap uh third movie two of everything which is about a pop star and her body double, and it's a 90s thriller, kind of David Lynch-esque. Like, um, it's actually very David Lynch, uh, like Lost Highway, once we finally like explore the plots. And I loved all three of the concepts for the movies. I honestly cannot say that I have a... I know you really like Minsky. Yeah, so I think I'm coming into this with a totally different like lens than you are you're all about film most of my like artistic background is most in music and then before this a little bit of video games i'm not that massive of a film guy i enjoy mm -hmm. art as a whole um so wow, he's I, I, 
<laughs> I can't like I can't say that I've ever seen a David Lynch movie. I don't know what that comparison. Oh, I you should. I know I should. I have so many so many oh, things God, I need to dude. play, listen to, watch. I need to see all the things, <laughs> but. I'm coming into this with a little more of just a raw, um, less comparative view, which yeah. I bet yours is a little more enriching, especially because mm-hmm. I didn't really enjoy Two of Everything at all. I love Two of Everything. Yeah. It's the one I found the least interesting, I think, because um, I just wanted to learn more about like what was going on, and I think there's a little more to that in the earlier movies. Oh, yeah. the Two of Everything is a more simple plot to understand. Yeah. I, I, I got it kind of, like, once I started getting those clips, I kind of got it immediately. Yeah. Um, do you want to go chronological order, talking about just, like, the super base-level plots of all the movies and what they mean? Just Yeah, I guess we can that. do that. Um, um, yeah. Uh, the Ambrosio, yeah, it's about... I already explained the synopsis, but you you can go ahead. It, you you a, sound it's, ready. It's a cool little, um, exp- like who who what's really evil and like bad people and how they interact with the world yeah for biblical sure lens it's it's been made before but it's based off something that has been made yeah um it's uh it's um really cool i enjoyed a lot the the way they showed a lot of the 60s uh, effects and stuff and it was cool yeah that throughout how all the effects changed there's like birds that are just paper mache hanging on strings yeah. and that's an achievement it is yeah there's a couple of uh scenes that they're on this painted background that they play with oh, a good bit so where they're cool. walking in and out of it and like the perspective is messed with which yeah. I found super visually entertaining um yeah for, to all my knowledge of uh filmmaking in the 60s this seemed very like very on par to it and very For sure. realistic yeah, which is awesome the that much the, the amount of attention to detail and all of the sets because there's so many objects you have to have to get to oh, yeah. different places the amount of attention to detail and every single um clip from this game is it's amazing it's like one of the most impressive like and things all, in a game. All this attention to detail on on this very physical level and visual level, but then also on this like what was happening in the world level. So yeah. This is, this is supposed to be this this um, director's first like dive into a more adult and mature movie. It's supposed to be Arthur Fisher. First, yeah, his Arthur Fisher's first nude movie. They mention in a couple of the uh, mm-hmm. pre-production things that you see, and they're doing it on site in Italy, and it's just and a bunch of things that are showing like the film industry is changing along with this actress that you're watching not change which is a part of later she doesn't age for some mysterious reason which we'll talk about movies. yeah which we'll get to um second, oh minsky minsky my personal favorite um I, I i think it i like the cinematography in this one probably the most oh yeah i mean a, a lot of these um it's really interesting to see it's not edited together, so you might see a scene, the exact same scene, from, like, three different angles. Yeah. And, and you know, they had to do all of these one by one because, you know, you can't really do a lot of cameras when it's 1974, I think it was. They can't 70, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's early, mid-70s. Early, so mid-70s. you get to see um, a lot of how they were making films in the 70s. And then you get a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff in Minsky, which you don't really get with the other ones. Yeah, Minsky's more like independent. 
Yeah. And you it's got a more independent the, feel. Uh, the director of photography from the first movie is supposedly going to direct this one. It's his first directorial role. Yeah. His name is John Durek. He, he's kind of important in the story. Yeah. And you watch uh, Marissa Marcel, the main character, at the beginning, she seems to be going out with, in love with John, what you saw in the first movie. And then by the end of it, you see her with the co-star, Carl Greenwood, who plays the cop in this cop movie. So you get to yeah. see a lot of this interpersonal relationship that you don't really get in a lot of these, um, in the actual movie. It's cool. And it's interesting. It's like, like watching a real movie, like... If you know two actresses outside of the movie like hate each other and then they're in a movie together, it's interesting to see the way that plays out in their acting. And that's exactly what you have to notice to understand the story in um, Immortality. Uh, especially with Minsky, there's something that happens between um, Carl and Marissa. And John. I and guess. John. That kind of changes the dynamic. And you can see that in the takes and so there's there's the film level there's the actual people level and then there's a whole nother level that we'll get into later that really sets this game apart oh dude yeah creativity but 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 we got to go over all the non-spoilers yep. first do you want to move on to two of everything let's move on to two of everything all right two of everything you introduced this and i went too into it yeah, okay two two of everything uh it's kind of about um finding your own artistic integrity and what that means to be an artist and producing art and the viability of art, I guess, and authenticity. Basically, how true is your art? Um, I think this movie also has a lot to say about, like, power and art and how... Yeah, and control. Like, yeah, the, um, the kind of... The other co-star, Isabella, I think her name is in the uh, movie... Her name's Isabel in the movie, Amy, in real Amy, life. that's right. So, and, you, and John Durek is directing this movie as well. And you see John Durek has aged from the 60s to the 90s. He's considerably older. Um, and you, it's just about Marissa's character learning to be herself in a world where her and her body devil are not allowed to be the people that they want to be. And I think that's super interesting. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's pretty great. The movie ends... Actually, I don't know if I want to talk about that. I think we'll fit all of that into this, because that's the other thing. Spoiling these, it's a... Because you could theoretically just see the last clip of any of these movies. Or the last clip in general. Yeah, at any point. It's a totally non-linear experience. You can navigate them. You can be trying to do a deep dig on Minsky, and you suddenly get wound up in figuring out what happens at the end of Two of Everything. Yeah. They're all so interconnected through the game mechanics which assists with how they're connected to the story. They play yeah. into each other so well. Which is awesome. Yeah. And it and the thing is, I'm sure in the code it's not completely random every time. Like the game is the game developers are smart enough to know when you need to when a object is really interesting a scene and they know like psychologically, okay, the player's going to go to this next. Let's take them to a more important part because the game's not the game's not trying to say, you can't figure this out. It's like, yeah, understand the story. We'll but give you the pieces. that hand while you're playing it, that guiding hand is totally invisible, and it's well done. It's really well done, yeah. So, I mean, you really do feel like you're just kind of swimming in these three movies. And that you're doing it, even though yeah. there might be some RNG factors behind it that yeah. are actually sending you there. But, yeah, it's really impressive. Super impressive. Uh, that was one of... That was 
the main issue that I had with her story, Sam Barlow's first game, I think mm-hmm. this was done with a slightly bigger team at his studio Half Mermaid. Yeah. Um, but that you, it really felt like you just kind of picked out keywords and searched them. Those who played that game will know what I'm talking about. I think, Gavin, you've played her story, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. So you, it felt like there just weren't that many things to explore. With Immortality, the door is just wide open. You yeah. can go anywhere. There's so much more. And, I mean, I think that you have seen stuff that I haven't seen, and I've seen stuff that you haven't seen. That's probably true. Yeah. And n- nobody's the wiser for it. It's just a totally... Um, it's it's a totally personal experience, For, which is awesome in games yeah. where where all these AAA games are now story based, and I have no problem with that. God of War is one of the best games I've ever played, uh, the new one, um, and yeah. it, that's like a linear, completely linear story. It's it's the equivalent of an open world like Breath of the Wild. <laughs> well, it, it, you experience this very. I mean, a story is inherently linear. I mean, there's a beginning, middle, and end. But you experience this this story like it is an open-world game, moving through it like you're in a... Yeah, like Breath of the Wild, you're just kind of doing things, and through that you learn, which is fantastic yeah. to apply to such an like, ethereal thing of this story about live, what art is and what does living forever mean and what is the human experience. Which we'll, get. That down, yeah. which we'll get to. Um, and the other thing I like is that there is like an overarching goal to guide you. Like in Breath of the Wild, you get that um, go to the Hyrule Castle. You get that like sure. story beat like immediately that you have to go here. And you can go there anytime. And it's kind of the same in this game. You can find out what, quote unquote, and we'll talk about this. <laughs> I keep saying that. What quote unquote happened to Marissa Marcel? You you can find that almost instantly if you click on the right clips. You know, I think it's a little more even even more like abstract than that with this game because at any point in time you could say, "I am done with this." Right. You know what I mean? Before you figure out any of that third level, super deep level of stuff, you could say that I have seen a little bit of these three movies. I have found the artistic value in them. I think it's interesting what happened to each of these real people and the characters they played in the movies and be done. There is no, like, I mean, there are credits, but, I mean, I've seen people post that they have gotten the credits in 15 minutes and have nothing that, no no idea what There are people who have played this game for 20 hours and still haven't gotten the credits yet. So it's like an irrelevant uh, benchmark. It's really just a, a super personal thing, which you just don't get in, say, a movie. Right. And, yeah. Yeah, that's... One criticism I do have of the game, and I... This is really small. Um, actually, yeah, it's kind of big. But, it, but not really. Um, ab- about, like, halfway through, when you're trying to find those, like, really important clips, um... The RNG kind of sucks. Yeah. Like, I I kept getting sent back to clips I'd already gotten. And, and if you don't know what RNG is, that's random. Random number generator. Random generator, sorry. Random number <laughs> generator, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, and it's, it, the game doesn't offer, and this is one thing, maybe, maybe you got this, but the game doesn't really offer, besides a like system, um, the oh, game doesn't really... Like sort. Yeah, it doesn't really have a good, like, okay, you haven't watched these clips yet. It, and it's I'd, pretty miserable. Yeah, and I'd click on, um, I'd click on, I'd get to certain scenes, and then I'd be like, okay, I'm going to come back to this one. i click out, and then i get an achievement. And then I'm like, oh, well. 
what did I do? What did I do? This game does get bogged down in itself a good bit. And I think that's actually really Im- uh, an important thing to ask. Because, like, when you played God of War, did you ever once say, I don't know what to do, I'm done with this story, like, I'm lost? Uh, not really. I mean, there's just no way to. It's linear, it's guided. Yeah. So, it's asking... This game pushes maybe a little too hard to the side of there is no end, there is nothing, it's just your experience. Yeah. And finding that balance is something that's like really prevalent Very in the important. games industry right now. Yeah. It's like how much of it is player driven and how much of it is how much control. Driven. Like because Cyberpunk 2077. I haven't played that game. Experience. Well, I'm just saying with all the discourse around it about like it's supposed to be an open world, but like you have to have that. Yeah. Limitation. Um, any any modern open world game wrestles with its story because many times now open world games are just here's an entirely linear game except there's like a few things you can do otherwise and yeah oh, sonic frontiers i haven't played i was uh, halo infinite was the most recent game oh yeah that. terrible um oh, it is all right. i hated it <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so who knows if you're super in if you really enjoyed her story and i'm assuming telling lies you'll enjoy this if you really enjoy narrative driven games uh you'll enjoy this i'd i'd even recommend this because it's on netflix too oh i'd i'd recommend that if you're just interested in like and if you have a bluetooth xbox controller and if you have a bluetooth xbox controller i would say that makes the experience a lot more accessible yeah but i if you're and if you're interested in movies or just murder mysteries even it, it may it really does make you feel like a detective oh yeah um gavin i have to ask have you played uh the return of the Obra Dinn? uh we talked about this no i haven't i really want to that and the new game that came out a couple like a month ago case of the golden idol are very they're like they they hit that that thing we're talking about between linearity and total openness mm-hmm. they are just right down the middle perfect puzzle games if you want to feel like a detective i suggest both of those games yeah. very strongly they're both in my top 10 all time <sighs> okay that's a lot yeah. to Return yeah all Dan is my favorite game ever made it's fantastic interesting i once i get some christmas and birthday money maybe i'll <laughs> maybe i'll check them out <laughs> yeah 15 dollars i need oh right. god so, well, because you robbed me. Tro robbed me. Okay, well, you don't don't bet on things that you're going to lose. Yeah. Yes, Gavin. God. Um, so you want to move into the spoilers? Yeah. What? Uh, let's say a couple more. What other, oh, Just performances. Games, oh, perform. Uh, in, well, one of the performances in particular that we haven't <sighs> talked about yet is two of them. Well, the second one in is good. Is incredible. Like... Oh, like, dude, it's mine. But I cr- no, I don't know if I told you this, but I cried. Oh, I've cried before too. No, and like to her performance. Oh yeah, I thought. I, yeah, I know. Yeah, I yeah. In general, I have cried before. No, I cried to this game too. Yeah, it's oh, pretty incredible. Dude. And Marissa does a great job. Um, what I really enjoyed is in some of the um, like earlier pre-production stuff, they switch in and out of character. And that's really enjoyable to uh, watch these actors who are switching from a character playing a character to just the character that they're right. playing. There's so many levels that these people have to embody. I, the actor who plays Carl Greenwood does a really, really oh yeah, good he's job. great. He's great. Um, Marissa's great. John's great. Everybody, everybody's really good job. Arthur yeah. Fisher was kind of boring, but I mean, he did. Well, I mean, that's kind of the point. Role. Yeah, it's kind of the point. 
Um, I, I would, I don't know how they got all these actors that we've never heard of that are yeah. like really good, especially, I mean, I think this game had more money than you would think behind it. I think. It yeah. Had, how big is the budget for this game? Um, I think it had some Xbox money. Oh, that, and the oh Netflix that's true. Money. It had and Xbox Netflix and money. Netflix money behind it. Yeah. So it wasn't tiny. Sam Barlow isn't nobody. So it had, it had some money behind it, but still, I think it still classifies as an indie game. Indie game, and yeah. And technically, I think, a debut indie game, because it's the first game that Half Mermaid has ever released. Yeah, but... Which is ridiculous. Uh. But, <laughs> um, oh, goodness. What a good game. But yeah, check this out. Check this out if you have Netflix. If you, if you, are, if you have been interested so far by this, you will, you will be infinitely more interested when you, once you play it. Stop now. Stop now, please. It gets so much more interesting. Um, yeah. And this is a great game to play over your winter break. Oh, yeah, it's perfect for that. Yeah, you got, like, it's, like, mm -hmm. for me, plenty, ten hours. Plenty of time to sit down and just kind of let it wash over you. Exactly. Phenomenal and, oh, game. the music is great. Oh, it's so great. good. Um, it gets a little repetitive, but it's great. Yeah, but, no, 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 the music's great, and I love how it, like, stops. Oh, and yeah. then it'll go sometimes. I mean, it, it feels like, like the perfect moments. Yeah, and I don't know how they do it. I mean, I don't know how it's done. It's That's great. some great game development. Um, yeah, the team, everybody on this team, congratulations. I hope they win at the Game Awards, uh, which are in like a week. So. Oh, really? Uh-huh, it's just I didn't know that. Um, I think Marissa is up for best um, performance. And Even though it's Christopher Judge. It's going to be her. I hope it's her. I voted for her. And then also for best debut indie i think and for sure best indie hopefully so. yeah yeah but this game only came out recently right like a month um, two months ago not too much i talked to you this podcast started about the same time because when y'all started it and i started playing immortality i said guys this is perfect <laughs> yeah here true. we are here we are um mm. anyways now let's get into the meat oh god yeah okay so, really really if you are at all Yes, at all. Interested. At all interested in this? Please go play this game. It's on Game Pass. It's on Netflix. Yeah. If, if you're gonna play, if you start playing it and get bored, maybe try and get a controller because it. And, oh God. You're missing. And you gotta listen. Things. You gotta listen. Be very. You get some. Get in. some earbuds. This is not one to put on a movie in the background. You yeah. Got to be very zoned in. Um. It's not a hack and slash. Mm mm. Yet. All right. Okay. Right. Leave yeah. now. Leave, please. No one should listen. <laughs> no one should listen to this. No, but no one should play this game because it makes you, and this is spoilers now, it puts you in this position where you just, it's like awful. You're just watching like the abuse and degradation of these actors. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty bad. Um, so... Gavin, do you want do you want me to do a quick explanation, or what? Introduce your first time. Introduce your first time. My first time seeing her. Yeah. God, now this sounds like okay. So. <laughs> this sounds like what was your first time? Okay. In so, the blunt, dude. <laughs> so I think this game comes to you in three stages. We just talked about the first stage. Of these are some cool movies. The second stage, and yes, I did steal this from Jacob Geller, is yeah, I watched that. Yeah. This is a horror game. Yeah. You encounter after hearing this this sting and your controller rumbling violently. If you rewind at just the right speed, it goes and zips, and you see this woman. 
She is ghastly white pale, sometimes in black and white. The first time I saw her, she was in black and white. I didn't see black and white. Big eyes. She she has remarkably large eyes. (laughs) And blonde hair slicked back in the outfit that Marissa Marcel was wearing. Well, okay, what what was your first time? My first time was Minsky. It is a scene of Carl and um, Marissa having sex in a bathroom stall. Oh, that is a tough first a, one to get. It was a bad one to get on the first one. Yeah, because that... When I, when I reround it, I saw two people with slick back hair and oddly large eyes having sex in a bathroom stall. It was... It was disturbing. It was oh, really God. disturbing. It was really, really, really disturbing. See, and the nudity in this game is re- it's well it's graphic. Done. It's but it's graphic. There are quite a few pretty nasty, nasty bits. <laughs> what? I mean, uh, <laughs> the Ambrosio practice rape scene. Oh, oh, I hated that. Ugh. And, that was and, the and the rewind speed is so oh! hard to get on that one. So you have to just keep watching it over and over and over and yeah, over. It's I the worst. yeah. My first time was also in Minsky. I um, I rewound into uh, uh, it was them after like it, it it was Carl and Marissa laying in bed looking at the pictures and like analyzing the case and th- th- when they find out about Olga, oh. and I was like uh, I I got like the thing in my controller and the thing in my earbud and i was like okay let me after you had almost given up on the game i had almost given up like but tro i kind of and i kind of knew it was a horror game going in um there's a content warning at the beginning there's a content warning at the beginning and if you're going to play this game you've already made it this far stop but also read that content warning. yeah and what happens at the beginning when you get all your clips deleted yeah um i could tell there was something going on um but, and it goes into the one, they're called the one and the other. Yeah, the other one. No, it's the other. It's just the other. Just the other? I've seen them called both things. The one and um, the other. Yeah, so you, you learn at some point that these weird slick back hair people are called the one and the other, which they couldn't have made them any more menacing. Anyway, continue. Oh, God. And they were, like, talking about, they, they looked directly in the camera, like, he thinks he's an artist. Oh, and I was like, you're talking, you're talking to me, you're talking to <laughs> yeah, me. They talk to you. It's the worst. Terrifying. Terrifying. Scariest um, game I've ever played. I'm not a big horror guy, but this yeah. is the scariest thing I've ever played. And then I clicked into them and it took me, I took I clicked on the, yeah, yeah. the guy first, which was a mistake. Yeah. And it took me to Carl and I was like, Oh, what do you? So, yeah, I first clicked on the one who is the woman and the, the other is the guy. When you go into, Im- like, image mode or whatever it's called and click on the woman, it'll bring you to Marissa. And what, what happened to me was it brought me to Marissa in another movie. So it just totally threw me. And yeah. I think that's what the game is trying to do, especially in this, like, second phase of kind of figuring out what's going on is just confuse, confuse, confuse. Yeah. Um, and, but... Uh, it's, it's remarkable. It's, it's, it's really... Remarkable. It's really well done. It's so well done. Because they can be... Th- those clips, those reverse clips... Or I think they call them subverted scenes. Those subverted scenes can be in clips you've already seen after you unlock that first time. They can be... 
So yeah, I've missed them before and then gone back to try and like find more. And yeah, exactly. How on earth did I miss that? I have about seventy five percent of them. Um, I couldn't tell you how many I have. According to my Xbox achievements and stuff. Oh. And I have a, I have seventy five percent of like Xbox account right now. I have like seventy five percent of all the movies hmm. stuff. I'm probably lower than that. I, yeah. So, I think that we can. So after this stage two of you see you you find a couple of clips, you enter this third stage of this game where you're trying to act. You weave it all together. You say, okay, this isn't a horror game. It's trying to say something in a really disturbing way. Yeah. You figure out what the one is and what the other is, and try and weave all the bits together. These three layers of Marissa the person, the character Marissa is playing, and the one. So these are like the three layers of immortality. And as you weave them together, you get some pretty um pretty uh cool things gavin i want you to say to me right now what you think the one is and its relationship to everything okay well let me that's okay let me start with what i thought it was i thought at first because i i'm kind of you had it you had a wild idea i had a wild idea which is not wrong actually in my opinion yeah a little bit um so i like this this uh internet youtube horror series called the mandela catalog i think that's what it's called yeah and that the whole it's a whole thing about like the devil possessing these beings through or like the devil going through these beings in this small town so i thought i I got early clips about her talking about mary and And ambrosio there's a lot of religious stuff that gets um tied into this picture of mary that she talks about a lot so I thought she was Mary, but like who had been left, who had been like thrown away by society or something, for like another Mary, like a forgotten Mary, and that the other was like the devil. Um, but now, after like looking through, I think, I think the one is te- I think the one is really a metaphor. But oh, for sure. But in the context of the story, the one is this. Uh, organism who has been around this like godlike the one and the other i should say both of them are two like godlike beings who have just existed and have been like placed on like a subliminal plane but they can like interact with humans and like um if they kill humans they can take their bodies yeah and then they spread did you get did you get that clip where she directly talks about eating Marissa's dead body? And I no, and I saw I saw her do it. Okay, yeah. Did you see her do it? Um, I saw her. I didn't see her do it. I saw. Wait, what? There's a clip of her actually eating her. Body? Yes. Is it gross? No, eating her. There's just a hole in her neck. Oh, I saw a different one of her eating the. Uh, the the younger girl from Ambrosia in the church. Did you get that one? No. Yeah, so she is both of them. That was my biggest rub with this game. I did not know what that meant. If Wait, you click the, the the what's her name? The I don't Anastasia maybe? I, Antonia, Antonia. Antonia, Antonia, that's it. Yes. If you click on the, the one's face in Ambrosio, it will occasionally take you to uh Antonia. Oh, I did not know that. Uh-huh. Oh, that makes it so much... It really does. 
I didn't get that. I personally just thought that they were like weird shape-shifting beings because she talks about like, we don't, we don't sleep because we're tired. We sleep to like move through time. Like they yeah. don't, they don't move through space. They move through time. Like they, Dr. Manhattan and Watchmen. Yeah. Um, it's very much just like they're, 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 they're mostly metaphors. What they actually are, they're just like weird beings who can take any form that they want. Yeah. And they, for some reason, really like they're really interested in humans. But yeah. And these, a few humans in these three movies. <laughs> right. And, but they were, they were also Jesus and Mary. Yes, they were. Um, and I'm pretty sure the, so she and talks they were, about in one of her monologues that like, she loves the art she loves story she says that i gave humanity the greatest Gr the story. greatest story yes that which was is the, the bible that was the minsky interview right that i was telling you you needed to see yes. her with the, yeah that's what really got it for me is they fire gave, is the yeah the end gave the world the greatest story and can't be killed if they they wake back up in another body yes yeah. or they can take the form of a body your audio is glitching a bit is it yeah um you're good now, I think. All right. Was it was it sound like that? No, it was just cutting out. It was like uh, I oh did it, but yeah, I it got anyway. across. They're talking um, about they creating the greatest story, but like, but apparently the other the other from that thought that humans weren't interested enough. Yeah. So the other the other is a cynic, and the one is not. So the one believes that art can save humanity, and the other believes that it's a waste of time. Yeah. So, so eventually, once you figure all that out, then you have to apply it to the the people behind this. So you can see both of them interacting through all of these movies, and that is the driving force behind all of them. Even the yeah. plots of them do tie into it. Yeah. Um, and it's. It, it when you figure out like the whole bit, it just keeps tying in and tying in and tying yeah. in and tying into itself. It becomes this great story about like what art means and yeah. and the and the title finally makes sense. At first, you think like it, oh, it's just like oh, art, like you know, live forever through your poetry, Shakespeare, whatever. Yeah. But it is literally about what it means for to live through ever through art and just through through your actions, actions, through what how, you've done and what art means in that is is it worth it? Like is making something that is so abstract the same as doing something act, like actually making the world better? Is it worth it? And that I even applies to this game. It, it does apply to the game. And I think that's something that's important with that theme is that none of these movies came out. Um, yeah. None of these movies came out and uh, Marissa Marcel was forgotten. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's explicitly said in the in the in the um, like not in the content thing. It says Marissa Marcel was a, is a forgotten actress and we just found all of these reels. <clears throat> so within these characters, um, yeah, they, they they did not achieve immortality. The one is not immortal through Marissa. The other yeah. one achieved his goal. Hey, uh, sorry for the random cut. Um, I had to go see Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. I was I'm, I'm I feel bad for interrupting that that raw real conversation. Yeah, got you. Got to get me raw. He he cut off me. He cut me off raw. Yeah, um, we were on a roll there. Yeah, but we can get back into it. Now I've had time to think more. I've had time Ooh, to think more. So Okay, uh, I was actually thinking about Wakanda Forever. That was a good movie. 
we'll talk we'll probably talk about that on the main episode in groovy news or something <laughs> oh true 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 <laughs> anyways the irrelevancy of credits and immort- immortality your turn to go on a spiel oh wow okay well i just yeah these i mean the credits is really just a superficial thing to say hey yeah. this is what happened to m- oh it's it's telling you this is if you really want to know that is what happened to marissa marcel and you just found that but you don't know you what don't exactly know why are you talking about are you talking about the final clip or the, the bar scene the bar scene the bar scene so you see I... her die okay yes i know what you're talking about so now. you find out what happened you she died she dies and then she and then her body is burned Spoiled but that not really well i don't know is it is it not is that how well, she died I think tw- I think the end of it is very metaphorical. I think the oh, whole thing the whole thing is a metaphor. I I want to say something that I actually didn't like about it was I feel like the entire thing was invalidated by its ending. You know what I mean? Because it's a very ambiguous ending, and I think if they had let that just be a little more rock solid, um, the whole thing would have like kept a few of its layers still like solid. You know what I mean? By that ending, you don't know if anything is real. You know. Yeah. And that kind of bugged me when I was, uh, yeah, when I was playing. Yeah, but I, I, yeah, you don't, I don't think you're supposed to take, well, okay, let's actually talk about that. One of the most interesting parts of this game to me is why does Marissa not age between 1970 and 1990? Well, she's the, she's, she's part of the lizard person. She's part of the one, I guess. Everybody else ages, and does... Here's my thing. I think after, um, after Minsky, the one lets go of Marissa, and then goes on the goes on to John. Huh? Because we never we never really find out what happened between the end of Minsky clip where. Well, uh, yeah, the the, uh, the end of Minsky is. The end of Minsky is Carl getting shot. No. What, have you learned more than I have? I really, yeah. The end of Minsky is a John Durick interview. In and which? The, in which he explains why Minsky was never released. And the reverse footage is the one as John, in John Durick's clothes. Oh, explaining. I do know what you're talking about now. Yes, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Sorry. It's, it, I... I played most of this game again about two months ago, and I've just refreshed myself recently. So there's some things that I did see that I haven't reseen. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. What yeah. I think it is is that the one left um, Marissa after taking out its anger on the other, and decided just to be John. But eventually, uh, the one became bored with John and his career life path. Well, I, my headcanon is that he continues to make movies. John Durek? Yeah, but the one. Without in John the one. With, with the one. So I, I think that the one is destroyed at the end. I think it is a tragedy about art not winning over the other. I think that it is really, I think the, the title Immortality is ironic. Let, yeah, let me finish my thought on. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> um, but here's logistically here's why i think marissa doesn't age i think the one because throughout two of everything you kind of see uh marissa and john like keep 
having accidents and they keep getting tired and they're kind uh, of yeah. one so singular weird. being. And yeah. in a bunch of reversible clips, they yeah. both this John and Marissa both disappear and turn into just the one. So what I think it is is the one has been creating a bunch of mediocre movies and stuff as John and then decides to bring Marissa back but mm. like uh, I don't know the dead body just revived it I guess this is why I'm not as big a fan of two of everything as I was of everything else it's so ambiguous and so out there because even the movie itself is so confusing it before is it's all put together because like there are some scenes that are all like studio lit and you can tell they're finished scenes they're a lot easier to like figure out but in some of the earlier stuff, you have no idea what's going on. And there's some, there's something wrong between um, Marissa and Hessenberg, one of the characters in Two of Everything, that I never really got. Oh, I don't... I, yeah. Um, in that rehearsal where she starts beating them, and then she gets really angry and gets up and that's, leaves. That's just the ones... I think that's just the ones anger against, like, yeah. male oppression in the industry. Yeah, yeah that tracks. And not not whole, anything personal because it seems like the other actors on the set of Two of Everything are, are like and, are concerned and yeah. normal and like what's going on with this production? But why John, are Marissa and John like this? But John writes the movie, yes, in which Marissa gets raped and everything. Or yeah, exactly. Attempted. Ra- so and I so find I it think odd. that's the one trying to produce a piece of art that reveals. The, but, the one struggles. But she also is unsettled by it when she's rehearsing it. That's true. And I, how, I, how, I think it's just an outlet yeah. for the one to vent their issues. Yeah. But, and then the other comes and ruins it by playing the concerned yeah. Amy Archer. Oh, that's a good read. And that is a very, I, that's a very important thing of weaving the characters and the, the in the movie and in the, um, in the, you know, the weird other zone. The other zone. Um, it's I. And yeah, two of everything. Really, I I didn't a hundred percent understand it. Your read of it is a lot more in depth and uh, a little more sophisticated than yeah, mine ever was. It's a lot like Mulholland Drive, the David Lynch movie that you need to watch. Yeah, that's going straight over my head. I'm I'm behind on movies. I just like I I've only watched like the very bare 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 necessities of what I need to watch. Yeah. So. But yeah, that's. I th- I love two of everything. I think it's just it it does the genre so well while also like having layers behind it. And it's so Sam Barlow. It is. It <laughs> it's is. It's so Sam Barlow. The main plot of his biggest game, her story, was about twins and some weirdness there and killing people and. Yeah, and so is two yeah. of everything. So is two of everything. And I mean, that's the like, I guess that's like one of the main themes. And it's said multiple times throughout the game that there's two of everything, mm-hmm. the one existing and the other existing. Yeah. And being a part of something there. else. So what what I found a little, uh, like one of the cool... Actually, one, uh, second, one second. Keep going, keep going. One of the cool nuances of, of the uh, game was that the other was constantly trying to get the one to stop doing what she was doing with no real explanation. It seemed like he just wanted them to be together. I could never really figure out 100% what that was about because he was very, very, very antagonistic by the end playing Amy. But not even antagonistic. Well, yeah, antagonistic, but like 
not even like evil, just kind of like, let's stop. Her, let's you're stop. obviously hurting yourself. Yeah, he 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 doesn't want her to keep doing. I I never found a reason for that, other than the mental anguish she was putting herself in. But like, we're talking about beings that quote don't live in space; they live through time. Like, obviously they'll get over it. I found that odd. But I I think it's I think they're like. I think they were also Adam and Eve. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that makes sense. So they're like, even though they were also Mary and Jesus, which, uh, it, it, it's, mother, mother, son. But I think they're like, they're, they're in love. And he's just, he's yes. just concerned about her behavior. Like, but she kills him or at least tries to for a minute. But like they're immortal. So it doesn't matter. So uh, he's he's still concerned. It's a, just a little quarrel. I guess that does make sense. Yeah, a lover's quarrel. Uh huh. It really getting towards the end there. It gets pretty wild. But I think I did. I, Your I think read I is have it deciphered. Good. Yeah. You have a very good read. I I really don't. Again, I was mostly into Minsky. I love their dynamic there between the one and the other, and John oh, yeah. being like this third thing. So Marissa and John, how much, how much were they together between Minsky and Two of Everything? Uh, well, no, they were together until um, until Carl came along. Till Carl came along, and then that messed everything up. And then she shoots Carl. And she shoots Carl, <laughs> and then the one. Oh, actually, here's yeah. what it is. Yeah. So. Um, there's a there's a subverted scene because John has to take over the part of Minsky, um, mm-hmm. who's like an obsessed artist. Mm-hmm. So the obsessed artist and Marissa, in a subverted scene when they're uh, they're having sex, Marissa and Minsky or their characters, Marissa and John are having sex for a scene, and the subverted scene of that, the one bites John and basically. Uh, become oh. him oh. as well. All right. So by the end of Minsky, um, the one is possessing both Marissa and John. But so then, can, at, at the end, um, the the best way that I read how the one works is that she like shapeshifts into those people because after killing them, after killing them, yes. So. I can't see how John and Marissa exist at the same time in two of everything. I it's think it's really I think it's just supposed to be accepted. Accepted, yeah. That's that, just that like okay, the one can do, th- but like it's obviously it's shown through the footage that it's becoming strenuous, like nosebleeds. There's mm-hmm. one part where they both mm-hmm. faint at the same time. Yeah. There's always questions like, "Where's John? He's not here." Like the, There's also that one really weird scene where um, Marissa like picks up the phone and then John walks into the set and they just hug. I never figured that one out. Yeah, I think you know I think I'm, it's just they're interconnected. Just they're connected. Yeah, I mean they were together from Ambrosio. There's that really really awkward scene of them having sex and Ambrosio. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, it's the worst. Um, is that the one with the reverse clip where it goes to like they keep switching? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Where they're on the tomb, and then, like, the camera, like, make it look like I'm the camera. Yeah, yeah, that one's nasty. 
all the all the stuff in Ambrosio. Ambrosio is unsettling. It is really unsettling. Like the all the nudity in Ambrosio is unsettling, especially like all the the devil doesn't wear clothes stuff towards the end. That is all John. Have, did you notice that? Yeah, Arthur, yeah, yeah. Arthur is actively saying no and let's to think nudity. this through. Yeah, as John, who's the director of photography, is taking people's clothes off. Like, and I think the one, the reason why one gets the one and Marissa. The same person. I'm just yeah. gonna say the one. The reason why the one becomes interested in John is because John is like pushing his own artistic boundaries, yeah. and then eventually yeah. the one takes over John when Marissa has served enough. Yeah. Huh. It really. It's this is a this is a good game to talk about. Um. If, and of course, if you're here and you haven't played the game, uh, uh, you're, this you're is gobbledygook. This is yeah, like I, that. Uh, you really should play the game if you're gonna listen to this. Yeah, it's on Game Pass. It's on Netflix. If 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 that interests you, then you've already gone too far. But right. I still suggest you play the you game. You stop and go back. It, yeah, it's also a visual, a visual assault. Oh. in all of the the ones clips that yeah. all the things that she does. She is terrifying. She is terrifying, but she's she does fantastic. She's, yeah, she's beautiful. It, There's so much emotion. It's like it's sh- it's sh- it's like a, it's an arrest of the senses when she's on screen every single time. Yeah, the way it's, her head moves. Oh, she like it's like she has independent control of every axis of her head. I know Literally. what you're talking about. All these little teeny tiny tilts. Do you know adjustments the one, in the yeah. the one scene that was it's probably the scariest thing I've ever seen in a video game. Is they are on that cliff in yeah. Ambrosio, and and she says all good stories end in the desert, and she just stops mid thought, stares down the camera, and starts walking where she shouldn't based on the weird two D perspective. Yeah, you know what clip? Yes, I had to I had to shut down the game after that because it stops on her just staring at the camera, and it is so unsettling, especially when you know that. The they've been primarily like switching bodies sometimes through people watching them on screen. Yeah. And there's like some weirdness there, and just having to stare her down is, I mean, it, it like made me feel sick. It's just, oh yeah, it's, it's terrible. It's awful. It, but oh, but there's also she made me cry. Have you seen the clip of? And I got this clip before I watched the Jacob Jeller video. Thank God. Have you of seen her the, singing? Of her singing that clip. Yeah. It's, and by that point in the game, I was understanding, I was getting, like, a grasp on, like, the plot of everything. And that scene tore me apart. Because yeah. in the context of two of everything, it's, like, supposed to be the conclusion of the movie. And, like, Maria the has found... The true teardown of the person, yeah. Maria has found her... Or not... Yeah, yeah, Maria. That's the character in the game. Maria yeah. has found her inner artistic vision and i think the one was trying to make two of everything a movie where uh she could define her feelings on art but even even while making the movie she couldn't get that satisfaction if she feels like she's derivative she's making derivative work and I don't think there is that satisfaction for an immortal being. You know yeah. what I mean? There is no best piece of art when you can experience all the art. And I think that's an important part of the title Immortality, this idea of 
you know, this she she has a literal eternal struggle to make the best art, and that crushes her to the point that when she goes back to her roots, it's her sadly singing a Velvet Underground song that just is crushing for really no reason. The song itself, I think they did a good job picking it, but it, I mean, it could have been anything. Yeah. It's, it is watching her boil down to absolute nothing that is really really remarkable it's it's and what a beautiful performance oh yeah i mean it, it, out of the park i'm surprised she wasn't nominated and marissa yeah. was she I needs mean, to get more work the actress i yeah i mean full motion video movies. games aren't exactly like all over the place but yeah i put her in a movie put her in something she, i mean she commands the screen she would also be time. like a great like horror villain i feel like oh yeah just or like a psychological thriller, thriller villain, just thing, like yeah. somebody who talks a lot. Yeah, I mean, every delivery of every line is just. And it in, never it's feels like crazy. it's a. It, it's like the same cadence, but it always feels fresh, fresh and new every time you get a subverted clip. Uh, yeah, I mean, every time you get a subverted clip, you're giddy because you can't wait to see what they're yeah, going to exactly. say next. But then you're also like, oh my god, this is so scary. This is yeah. This is the most terrifying thing that I've ever been this excited for. Yeah. It's, I mean, every time, it really is worth playing just to see a couple of these performances, especially the one. Yeah. Have you seen the Great War clip where she talks about the Great War? Is that Ambrosio? Uh, I don't know. There's one where she's like, there's a war and I, the na na na. People knew it was coming. She's she's talking about World War One, or and maybe, and then she talks about how World War Two was after that. I, so she, yeah, I, I actually, I, I do think I've seen that one. Yeah, she's going back, she's thinking about her past lives and everything. And there's a oh, scene, oh, yes, I know. there's a scene in rehearsal for um, Ambrosio where if you subvert it, it's the rape one. If you yeah, subvert it, the, the it's like gun flashes French, and uh, Germany, German. Did you translate the German? Uh, no, but I can, what was Guess it? who did? Uh, so she actually, it's, it's some man screaming, hold down that French slut. That's what's being said. Yeah. So I don't know. I, maybe that's one of her past lives. Cause she does talk. Here oh, it is. I, no, no, let me talk about it. You haven't seen this clip and it is what, it is what like, I don't think you've seen this clip, but it's what like, it's what clicked everything together for me. It's a clip of a black guy talking to um marissa like a dying uh, marissa in black and white all right in french and then it's what you switch back and they're still talking but it's the one so here's what i think happened the one was in possession of this black guy's body during world war ii and nazi occupied france france because yeah, yes and they were at oh god yeah they were at uh, um, something or they were like killing some French people, and they forced they forced him, who was the one, the black guy, to like kill or rape or just be terrible to Marissa. But in that moment, the one saw something in Marissa that they wanted. And I have seen a clip where she says, um, I dragged her to a barn and devoured her, talking about how beautiful she was when she was just barely alive. Yeah. 
Have you seen that one? Yes, I have. Yeah. But I, um, I'll I'll try and send you this clip. It's really, it's change. It's life changing. Well, not life changing, but like it changes everything and it makes. What movie is it technically a part of? Ambrosia. All right. Uh, it's a it's a black and white like four by three Wes Anderson type thing. Hmm. And you, it's Marissa's neck. You can see it like, um, open. But like the one in World War Two. Um. Huh. That's when she takes a part of Marissa and takes Marissa to London and is like, you, you should be, this is, this is who will help me create my best art. Yeah. I, 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 here's the thing. I've got most of the overarching stuff. Some of the specifics you're just better at than me. I think, I think you enjoy this game more than I did. Interesting. I think I did too. I'm a little more of a gameplay guy than this. I'm going to be honest. I love this game, but like. Fun fact I'm, about me, I suck at video games. I'm I'm not good at video games, but I prefer a little more involvement. Like I'm Interesting. Like have you have you played uh Pentiment, the new game on Xbox Mm-mm. Game Pass that's supposed to be good? No, I haven't um played. it's like it's supposed to look like medieval uh manuscript art or whatever. Um it's supposed to be good. Oh, I, I see it. I see this. Yeah, I bet you see it at the top of the page. It's great. Um I, I'm supposed to be super enjoying this great story, but, like, I can't just sit and watch text scroll and call it a video game. It looks like that so, game, like, something Elysium, you know what I'm talking Disco about? Disco Elysium. Disco yeah. Elysium, it's yeah. Kind, yeah, it's it's very, yes, it's very Disco Elysium. Which I, I still need to play, even though I, I heard it's, like, the most boring either. thing ever, but also amazing. I, okay, you would devour that. That's so up your alley. <laughs> um, if you enjoyed this, you'll enjoy all those. I just I prefer yeah. a little more action. I never able to play Kentucky Route Zero. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, oh, yeah. immortality. I think let's let's actually let's talk about. Um, you brought up this, and I, I I kept going, but I've just explained my thoughts on like the story. Let's say the ending. What did you want? Well, quote unquote, the ending. You said that she failed at being immortal i think that she um her ultimate goal is to make the best art you know yeah which is um, impossible which is, is yeah, inherent it's inherently its own struggle but it's uh i think that at the end of it the burning of marissa's body is saying something that this is the vessel for the best art yes this was what that's what marissa represents is the the opportunity to make the best art yeah and she has previously stated that the only way we can really die is to burn the body, which has obviously been shown not to be true. Carl was cremated and the other one came back. So that's a little ambiguous. But watching the other one burn the one, Amy burning uh, Marissa, um, I think that, that what that's saying is that the the reality and the need to be like practical and... Everything that the other represents, the non-art, wins at the end of it. That the immortality of art is is always trumped by the need to be practical and real and anchored, unlike everything that the one wanted to do. So you think, do you think the game argues for the other? I think the game says that... I don't think the game has an opinion. I think the game says that this is the way that things are period or that's the way that things end up being not that it's right or that it's good but that most of the time in the in the 
in trying to create the best art, one can destroy every chance at making the best art. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, and it, yeah, then it would be like a tragedy. Mm-hmm. I, I really Some don't believe great... this game has a happy ending because... Yeah, I mean, no. at, at the very end, what you see, the other the one is just crying, saying, uh, I am a part of you now. That she's tried her best, but is no longer, like, it's no, she can no longer make her best art and now can only hope to be somehow immortal through what she has done, even if that's oh, impossible. Oh, so even, so, the ending suggests that she takes it over you, which I I think is true, but... It's saying that, I guess, we're all looking for that. We're all trying to be immortal. We're all, yes, uh-huh. it's for sure that. And I, I think that she failed it because she was trying to be immortal. You know what I mean? That the, be- the best art is made when you're not trying to make the best art. Yeah. In fact, I'm looking at the, uh, the achievements right now just to make sure I've got everything straight. In the What Happened to Marissa Marcel achievement, it says... See what I will happened. be more. I will be more. It's this transcendence in not being anchored down to this opportunity to create yeah. the best art. If you think that what I'm about to do is going to be what, it, what makes me immortal, is that is a bad way to look at the world. It's this... Oh, it's this what... Art is inherently Sisyphusian, right? You can never make the best art. Once you finish, yeah. I don't know, working on a symphony, the rock rolls right down the hill, and all you can do is do another one, make it better. There is no winning. That's that's how art is. And I think that's um, that's what this game is trying to say, is just a comment on the Sisyphusian nature of art. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Wow, it, that's, yeah, I love that. But I also hate that, because... I want to make some good art. Exactly. That's. I think that this hits home for people like us, for artists like us. That when I look over here and I'm, you know, looking around at all these instruments that I want to make something on and make something important on, knowing that I will never be done with it is scary. Yeah, and I'm. I've been trying to finish the screenplay for my English project for so long, and it's not done. And I've so just, I've just been the, trying to retool Here's everything. the thing. If it is, if you were to stop making it right now, would that be, would that be, I mean, you would still have grown from it, yes? Yeah. So is that not all you're trying to do is keep pushing that rock? I, th- Which, I mean, you, you've yeah. got to be able to let the rock roll. Wow. I think. So you've got to be able to let Marissa Marcel go up in flames. You can't. You can't have. You can't be the creator and the star. You can't do everything at once. You must have two of everything. You must have two of everything. <laughs> That's what we're all doing. Oh, you must have two of everything. Have you ever seen the movie Everything Everywhere All Yes, the dude. Oh, it's it was so good. Not really. Eh, kind of related. Not really. That's just about being true to who you are. But that movie is fantastic. That's one I cried at. I cried at that too. The dad speech is what got to me. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, yeah. This you have to have two of everything. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, yeah, you just, and I think it's more saying you can't have two of everything. You, you have to, you have to be, just, just keep, keep letting that rock roll. I think that's important. Don't give up. Be willing to let the rock roll. That's something that I've been working on a lot, just personally, in anything. Yeah. But there is no, there is no immortality. There is no end to it. There is 
the immortality is not something you achieve. The immortality is is what it is inherently. You know what I mean? You can't achieve being immortal. Yeah. You are immortal because you are immortal and for, will forever be try, uh, trying to be immortal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> deep, 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 deep on mm-hmm. the Gavin and Tro go to GameStop podcast. Yeah. Which is getting uploaded on Gavin and Ruby go to a movie. Yeah, this little sub-series. Interesting. Yeah, I do want to do this again. I feel like that was good. I legitimately do. I, I super enjoy talking to you, and I think it's enriching stuff. when. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Maybe maybe next month we'll do Return of the Obra Dinn. Um, if, if, you, if you play that game, you'll be, like, the best person on Earth. I've, I've, only, I've never convinced somebody to play it. It is the best experience you will I've ever, been meaning to ever. play it. I, I, you'll, you'll devour it. I know you will. I played it in three sittings, nine hours. Um, it's supposed okay. to be like a 12 hour game. I'm, I'm, ve- that's the other thing that annoys me. I'm really good at puzzle games. So I'm always done with them faster. Games. Well, then it, it might take you a minute, but, but I, but I love, I love like a good challenge, but I also have no shame. I do have some shame, but I have no shame in looking up that, what the answers are. Um, I strongly suggest you don't. And if you okay. do. I, I suggest you look up uh, general things, not specific things. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, okay. um, wrapping up the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, if you if you made it this far and you haven't played Immortality, what the hell are you doing? What here? the hell go are you Im- doing? Go play Immortality. Go play Immortality. Mm-hmm. It's on your phone if you have twelve gigabytes of space, which I doubt you do, but whatever. <laughs> um, it's on Game Pass. I think it's like. Ten dollars on I Xbox, think it's but I, think I don't. Fifteen twenty. dollars. It's not. It's not. It's if not it's on sale, get, get it. Yeah, I don't know exactly the price of it, but yeah, maybe pick it up. If you're into film history, pick this up. It's for sure. it's for you. If you're into analysis of film, this is for you. Or game analysis. Or game analysis or story analysis. The whole. This is for you. Yeah. Um, if you're an artist, this is for you. If you're an artist, I mean, this really—I think this is this is an inspiring. It thing. really is because I mean, it's it's about how to make art or how not to make art or how to keep making art. <laughs> wow. Interesting. Well, thank you for uh, doing this with me. This is yeah, this is pretty lengthy. Me. This is like an hour and a bit, probably. Um, yeah, I'm. I don't know how we would have stuck this in with two movies. Yeah, no good. way. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Of course. Well, we'll have you tomorrow, hopefully. It's, um, when is this going up? Uh, I might do it just midnight tonight. All right. Can I plug something then? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I don't know. I was gonna ask you to... if you wanted to plug anything oh, on yeah. the next episode um, too. Well, that that won't be out in time. So Tuesday, December sixth. If you're local with us at the uh, Gilliard Center, the uh, oh, holiday spectacular is going down. So I don't I don't even know if there's still tickets available. But if there are, when this goes up and you're listening, uh, go. It's a great emotional time. Um, yeah, it's a powerful show. Wow, learn, I would have loved learn a little bit about art there. Interesting. I have I have a uh, Rudolph in a uh, lighter news. I have Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer rehearsal. All right. <laughs> I play the abominable snowman, oh, and yeah, um, it's a very it's fitting a bunch role of, for you. Thank you. It's a bunch of little kids, and then they asked me. They were like, "Hey, do you want to come be abominable snowman?" And I said, "Yeah." That's fun. Yeah, but I would love to go see that holiday spectacular. I didn't 
see it last year, but I heard I saw the videos. You'll see it some some year. I'll be there all four times, and I'll be able wow. to. So, all right. Well, thank you, Tro, for doing this with me. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. If you'd like to see more Gavin and Tro, go to a GameStop. I think we should do this monthly. Uh, yeah, monthly or bi-monthly or something. Yeah. Or just, like, when a good thing for this comes out, too. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. Thank you, and uh, Tail Slates. You, got, you get it? Because they do the Tail Slates in the movie. You, you, and the you like an immortality? Like yeah. an immortality. Yeah. You say Tail Slates. Say it, say it, say right. it. Tail Slates.